This is Stormtrooper 1. In case you were just way too busy to listen to our last show, this is what you missed. Suggestive scene. Like, that's an innuendo. Oh, they're making Chewie and Han gay. I'm like, no, it's a funny moment. It's a funny moment between two buddies. It's called levity. Look it up. It's buddy cop humor. Hey, every once in a while, Dave, everybody takes showers with their homie every once in a while, right? Growing up. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying it's normal. I'm saying it was for the purpose of humor, okay? Yeah. And the I mean, you're not going to find David and I taking a shower in the back to tank together. We're just not no, going to no. do it. We can't share a back to tank. I mean. No. I mean, we make jokes, but listen, we each have our own back to tank, and we say, computer, please uh, create tent mode. And then nobody <laughs> sees our nudity. No one sees it. Yeah. You know, it, it's like a fog. But, dude, like, literally what I saw... I mean, not like you're going to see anything. Anyways, I'm hung like a Ken doll, so I mean... I'm Asian, so, you know. (laughs) Warning from the back to tank contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue. We would be honored if you would join us. How are you feeling? Your latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a matter of royal to help and heal human beings. I am a Jedi. Like my father before me. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. We are back here taking a dip in the back to waters. Hello, David. Just separately. Just separately. You're in your own suit and I'm in mine. Yes. I've already told you before. No eye contact. (laughs) All right. So we have some things to get through and I'm happy about it. Uh, We took about about a week and a half off of this show. It may not seem like it because... Everyone received, I think, two shows last week. Yep. But we're smart. We stockpile. <laughs> and you notice that every time we take a, di- a week off, something is announced. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and the workaholic in me immediately wants to start dialing your number and be like, Dave, <laughs> get over here. Do you have two hours? <laughs> And then I realized, well, wait a second. I don't have two hours. <laughs> it's just going to have to wait for our regular scheduled you know, recording session or live broadcast. All right. So, you know, I think the biggest problem for me right now, Dave, and when it comes to my, the emotional strain that Star Wars does to my soul is the fact that this is the first year in three years that we are not going to be able to celebrate Star Wars during the winter months. I got used to seeing a movie every winter and we would all go to break like we do. The network goes goes bye-bye for what six to seven weeks but we come back we're the only show that comes back to do a specific review of star wars because i I always thought that that was the game plan for lucas arts and disney's was to focus on the winter winter time for star wars yeah, that was their season david but last jedi fucked it up for everybody <laughs> i mean it was so much backlash that um that they decided to pull back it's not solo's fault despite no. the uh very common that's a common thought. Oh, it's Solo's fault. The lackluster box office performance. But the lackluster box office performance was due to the 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 lackluster response of The Last Jedi. But that's, and I'm going to I'm going to I'm not blaming Last Jedi. I don't think it's a shit movie. I like the rest of the world. There are things that aggravate me about it, but it is the movie that split the fandom right down the middle. But don't you think that if they actually released Solo during this time, I think Solo would have done better because there would have been more promotional material on it. Yeah, David, but they need they needed to have room for Mary fucking Poppins. Okay, <laughs> that's more important. Oh my God, you're right. That's more important because according to various reports, Ron Howard begged for them to move it, push the movie back. Please, let's push the movie back to December. But no, Disney said, Mary Poppins. and I quote, we need to focus on Mary Poppins during the month of December. Yeah, that makes me angry. Who, in the grand scheme of things, does anybody really fucking care 
about Mary Poppins? No. No. If they would have had a better strategically mapped out release schedule for our Star Wars movie, Solo, A Star Wars Story, maybe we would even be in this world of hurt that we're in right now. Yeah, so I'm trying to come to terms with the fact that we're not going to have those winter festive winter seasons anymore filled with Star Wars, Dave. And now now we got to wait another year because you got to remember episode nine supposed to be slated for December of 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So a year from now, we'll be able to celebrate. I don't think I can hold on that long. And uh, if there's any like uh, psychiatry bills that I incur, I'm going to go ahead and forward them over to Bob Iger. He'll have to pay for them. <laughs> pay for them. Right yes. There. I'm the the embodiment of a Star Wars entitled fan. And I'm okay with that, Dave. You're an addict, a Star Wars addict. <laughs> yeah. All right. So today we have things to get through, as I said. So we don't have time for this uh, back and forth flirtation that you and I do every show, Dave. <laughs> now, today we do have a special guest, a Patreon subscriber who is an avid fan of Rayman Digital. Raina will be joining us today. Hello, Raina. Hi, guys. All right. So you are a huge Star Wars fan, Raina, correct? Oh, yes. You love it, but you are... You got into Star Wars, the Star Wars fandom a little differently than I think most of us. You got into it because of your kids, right? Am, am I right? I mean, I was a fan before, but not as big until the kids okay. started shaming me. Okay. <laughs> so you need to show them up and, and make sure they, they realize that you can, you can hang with the Star Wars knowledge, right? You have to up your game. I'm trying. I'm really trying. <laughs> You're getting there. You're getting there. All right. So let's get into the news. Star Wars Episode Nine, David. That's right. Even though we have to wait a, a year for the movie to drop, we may get a trailer this Wednesday, David. This Wednesday. A early Christmas present. I, very early. And I'm okay with that because it might actually help me with the withdrawals. The fact that we're not getting a Star Wars movie this winter, having that trailer drop might do the trick. And maybe that's what they're thinking. That is possibly what Lucasfilm has in mind. Hey, guys, you know what? We're not we didn't release Star Wars, but here's this. I would be very happy if this if that actually happens. Now, according to the rumor, it could go two different ways, because as is the case with many rumors, David. Uh, there's always the reason why that rumor started. And usually nine times out of 10 is the actual rumor stemmed from something entirely different. There's also rumors that star Wars uh, edge of galaxy's edge, galaxy's, yeah, galaxy's edge. edge, that they also were shooting a commercial over the past couple of weeks for the star Wars amusement park that will be premiering next year at both Disney world and Disneyland. I'm really excited for that. Honestly. Well, yes, I'm excited about that as well, but I'd rather receive a trailer for episode nine opposed to a fucking commercial for something that I'm already going to go to a tourist, a tourist. Uh, I'm already going to go to it. Yeah. Like I, and yes, I'm already going to watch the movie, but I want to see that footage. David, I want to see the footage. Star Wars galaxy's edge. Yeah, it's cool. And I'm going to be the first one in line. If I have to mow people down as if that's my black Friday, Dave, you know how black <laughs> Friday people just walk over people, complete disregard for human life. That's going to be me. When Galaxy's Edge opens up, but right. if then I you're had just to, like pie face a granny right through right next to the gate, yeah, of granny, I'll dude, I've I'll pie face a twelve year old that gets in my way. <laughs> <laughs> like you remember George Costanza in Seinfeld when he runs over kill children when that fire yeah. alarm went off. That's going to be me. <laughs> I'm like, move out of the way, move out of the way. <laughs> I'm stealing lightsabers and hitting kids with it. I don't give a fuck, David. <laughs> You're just like bashing people with the light lightsaber. Yeah. I'll just say I'm a Sith Lord and I'll just start mowing younglings down. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's part of your role playing scenario. Yeah. All right. So according to this article, anyone who kept track of the various buildups and letdowns leading up to the recent Avengers endgame teaser as a whole other topic, we'll know that the trailer prediction should always be taken with a grain of salt. Absolutely. Yes. And this new report about the first preview for Star Wars Episode Nine is definitely no exception. Still, if the previous rumors that the footage will be dropping by Christmas are anything to go by, perhaps it's not completely absurd 
to think we'll be getting our first official look at J.J. Abrams' next film as soon as this Wednesday. Didn't didn't J.J. do this for Force Awakens, too? Uh, not a year. It wasn't a year? It was not a year. Unless my my memory does not serve me. I think you're right because the 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 were home, the Chewie were home trailer was at Comic Con, and then that's that was yeah. April. Typically, we get previews about six to nine months. Is what Star Wars has done throughout the years. Uh, we've never received anything a year in advance. We well, gotta do a lot of PR, dude. But this is a new era, so yeah. it, I wouldn't be surprised if they do. But at the same time, I also won't be surprised if it if this is just a completely made up rumor and it has more to do with the galaxy's edge than episode nine. Now, if we do get a trailer, if we are indeed blessed by the gods of Star Wars this Wednesday, right, Dave? If we are indeed blessed by the midichlorians, if they bestow upon us power and good wealth and and well-being through the holiday season, what must be seen? What must be included? And I'm going to go to Reyna, too. But as a Star Wars fan, what do you feel has to be included in this first teaser? If we do get it this Wednesday, I want to just two things, Dave, two things off the top of your head. Okay. For, or first thing is the look of uh, Kylo Ren. Okay. And second thing, I want to see Luke. Everyone's been saying that he's in there. Well, let's see it. Okay. All right. Uh, Reyna, what about you? Two things that you feel as a Star Wars fan has to be included in this potential trailer. Uh, shirtless Ben Swallow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can't argue with that. <laughs> and definitely Ray with her intense look. Sweating eyebrows, oh. you know? Sweating eyebrows. All right. <laughs> okay. I can get behind all of those. How about we have an intense Ray licking Ben Swallow's chest? How about we compromise and we can combine those scenes into one? I might I might be into that. I ship them. <laughs> I ship them proudly, David. <laughs> They're trying to manipulate the force between them. Oh, wow. What what do you do? Like, see, that's a whole thing. Have we ever <laughs> seen that before in any Star Wars porn parodies? Has there ever been a scene in a Star Wars porn parody, Dave, where they actually use the force to, well, I don't let me phrase this as, as nicely as I can, to jerk each other off. Do well, they ever? Yes. Yes. Oh, really? They have. Look at David, the pervert <laughs> Star Wars fan himself, emerging yeah. from the shadows. I, 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 hey, I embrace it. <laughs> but so, so there I've was. Yes, there was. I, see, that's, that's something that uh, I feel like Star Wars has really dropped the ball. Why isn't there no making out or caressing each other with the force? No, cut to the chase, man. Cut to the chase. I mean, we had Anakin feeding Padme a pear and Obi-Wan <laughs> would be very disappointed, but that's that's nothing. That's a little bit of foreplay, I guess, right? Feeding pears? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is that sexy? Hey, Rain, is that sexy if a man would, were to feed you a pear? Maybe pizza, not a pear. A, pe a pizza. <laughs> a, pizza. <laughs> a little sloppy, though. <laughs> hey, but, that's what makes it right. sexy. All right. Hey, you know what? You had a great idea with Ben Swallow, so I'm not going to push down the idea. With the, I can get behind that as well. All right. So for me, Dave, the thing that I need to see. We have to see some goddamn fucking real lightsaber battles. And force usage. Because. That's one of my biggest problems, and I was actually thinking about this over the last couple weeks. Okay. After reading various comic books and getting all swept up in the emotions of the, the ways of the forest and the and the lightsaber battles. And I just sit and wonder, why are we not getting these epic things in the new movies? I love Force Awakens. That's a given. I enjoyed The Last Jedi for the most part. But the one thing that's missing is those epic displays of force power. And I'm not talking about that, you know, hyper masculinity that people are bitching about from force unleashed. Yes. But that, that whole scene in last Jedi bothers me. It's amazing looking. It's beautiful, but it's um, that the scene between, uh, will Ray and Kylo fight together. I love that moment. It's one of the greatest moments in that movie, but I'm sitting there wondering, okay, so you have the great mighty Skywalker blood, right? Pumping through your veins and you are struggling to fight six dudes that are not, force trained 
they're guards. They're guards. not. They're not. They don't have the force. They're just guards. That yes, probably trained very well. Maybe even like Grievous in the ways of the force, right? Yeah, but they don't have the fucking force. Look at Obi Wan and how he just threw Grievous across the room. No, you're, you you re- bring up a really good point because like everyone points out that one scene in Last Jedi as as one of its positives, and I agree. It's it's amazing. It's an amazing. It's, it's choreographed scene. beautifully. It, it the the meta dude, poetically it says so much. The balance of of the light and the dark and how they unify. And I'm hoping that actually plays a big part in the final movie, knowing that the way to actually end this all is to finally have the unification of both the light and the dark. Yeah. I think that would be amazing. And Shakespearean as hell. I think it I but, think it would be amazing. But they're missing the boat here. I mean, common sense tells you that Kylo Ren, if he's as strong as a Skywalker, right? Mm-hmm. All he would need to do is raise his hand and break the necks of all of them of at the same time. End end of the battle but ultimately that's the issue we're having with these movies because there is no real villain yeah if there was a real villain a true villain then we can have an actual fight scene between two powerful forces but the thing is is even though ben solo's a son of a bitch and he killed han and he almost killed his mother and he's very broken and destroyed and just a a very morose motherfucker we are designed, the show, the movies are designed for us to like them. You know, I, I actually pointed out this to someone the, that when I discussed about The Last Jedi and the fight scene, because the fight scene is well choreographed. Yeah. However, if you compare it to, say, Empire Strikes Back, the fight between Luke and Vader. Luke couldn't hang. Do you remember? Yeah. He, he got thrown out Luke of fucking window. But that fight scene, if you compare the two fight scenes, the one is the simpler of the of the two, the mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back, but there's so much going on in yeah. it visually that it trumps yeah. The Last Jedi. You know, the the use of just like what you said, Luke was just a beginner at that point. He wasn't he wasn't super powerful. And you see like the I don't know, there was just the the last Jedi fight scene just seems so Yeah. So blah to me yeah i get it and and, but that's the reason why the force awakens even though a lot of people shit on that i i felt like the force awakens fight scene between ray and 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 ben solo were was far better it made a lot more sense because kylo just took a blaster bolt from a bowcaster in his hip the guy was barely hanging on to life and the fact that he could even fight and move when the whole movie was designed to show you how that weapon packed a punch from the very moment Chewie and Solo enter the scene, those jokes were about setting up for that final moment when Ben got blasted in the gut by Chewie. Yeah. And it shows how powerful he really is. And that's why Ray was able to hang during that fight scene because she's fighting a dude who's on the verge of collapsing. So that scene to me is far more realistic in terms of Star Wars and makes a lot more sense. The scene in Last Jedi, I just... You have Ray, who, dude, five minutes later is throwing boulders outside of the cave to let everybody out. Yeah, she's lifting boulders, David. Like how boulders she this powerful? Forget about that. Forget about that, David. You're asking. You're asking all the wrong questions. <laughs> the fact that she is using the force and she has the ability to lift boulders, dozens. Dozens of boulders out of an entire cave entrance. And she doesn't bother to lift up those people they're fighting and throw them. It's <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's why I have a problem with that fight scene. It just doesn't make sense. So getting back to the topic at hand, because I digressed because I started talking about Last Jedi. <laughs> I need to see a legitimate lightsaber scene that works. That's what I want. And I'm not talking an elaborate scene, just just a couple seconds, a quick flash of something epic to bring us back to the days of lightsaber battles. I mean, even the Samuel Jackson, what do you say after I think Last Jedi came out? He said those Jedi need to be trained in, on how to use lightsabers. <laughs> I mean, that's what <laughs> yes. Samuel Jackson said. He's all like, man, these guys aren't even fighting like we did. You know, the amount of training we had to go through as actors. So, yeah, Dave, that's that's what I want. And maybe Ben Swallow. Shirtless. Maybe. <laughs> All right. So security for episode nine script is legit, Dave. Mark Hamill says 
It's like working for the CIA. Now, this is nothing new. Uh, we have spoken about this various times. About George Lucas's own habits and traditions and how he would lock his films when he would send them out to theaters, to exhibitors. He would put them on timed locks. Time locks, yeah. That they would only unlock and you can remove the reel when the appropriate time has arrived. That's it. So th these Fort Knox slash CIA, the Knockless, and Ethan Hunt is going to Peter Pan on in there and steal shit. This type of shit has been going on forever. But I love that Mark Hamill <laughs> considers it like the CIA. <laughs> now, the article says, and I love Mark Hamill. The guy is so fucking snarky as fucking funny. Oh, yeah. Um, he says that nowadays it's like working for some secret deep state government organization like being in the CIA. They're going to send rewrites over to Prague on this dark red paper that gives you a headache to read. <laughs> That's what they did before. And it's simply a way to prevent it from being photocopied or scanned. When you print something on darker paper, it, it makes it a lot more difficult for anything to actually come through if you copy it. Yep. Now for episode nine, they have taken up a notch, have taken it up a notch. They're going to fly the rewrites over with somebody from the company. They're going to come and give it to him and wait for him to read it before they give it back. Before they take it back. Yeah, before they take it back. Uh, and he says, so no pressure. You can't even keep it overnight. But that's the way it is now. In this day and age, with all the technology, it's very, very easy to steal a script. And if that script gets out there, people are assholes, Dave. They're not like you and I. If we got a copy of the script, I probably wouldn't even read it. Oh, yeah. I would probably make sure it's destroyed. Number one, I don't want anything to be spoiled for me. And also, I just wouldn't want to spoil the movie for anybody. That's a that's just a to me. That's just that's the ultimate asshole that you go to hell for those that types yeah, of things. Spoilers, I don't believe in hell, are, David, but I do believe in hell for people that spoil Star Wars. Yes, like that. there is a special place in hell for people who spoil movies Yeah, on purpose, on purpose. So it's like for me, I, I get what the security is. But, dude, you also understand JJ was like this with Force Awakens. You remember yeah. how you remember how secure he was, like about stuff about on set. He didn't want anybody. He didn't want knowing anyone. anything. And remember when they were flying drones over the set so they can try to make heads or tails of what they're trying to build. Yeah, yeah, th that's what they were resorting to during the filming of that movie. And yes, the security is a little more laxed than before. At least when it comes to sharing of information, JJ has been way more open. When it comes to tweeting things out and he's allowing his actors. But he actors, wants his own information out. Yes. Not he, anybody else's. He's smart, Dave. He wants to control the information yes. flow. And, and not just because of, and not just because of the obvious or spoilers, but because of also what happened to Solo and Rogue One and the negative press that leaks anytime people that don't understand the movie business gets some information, they freak out. They're like, Oh my God, they're reshooting. They're doing reshoots. I'm like, dude, that is, that is business. Yeah. Every movie, big budget movie that has the budget to do these types of things, they always, always budget in a little bit of extra money in the bottom of the line of the budget for reshoots. That's what you do. If you don't, you shouldn't be working as a line producer. That's the job of the line producer to put together budgets and make sure you put enough in there for in case something happens. There's even contingency plans for a firing of a director. Yes. That's also yeah. included in budgets. In budgets. That's actually required by the insurance companies. An insurance company will not insure a lot of these productions unless they have what you call a filming bond. And that filming bond and ensures that the movie will be made even if a director dies, quits, falls ill, or gets fired. Well, so we, all these things are included in, in the general process of making a movie. And J.J. wants to control the information because if people, like they do nowadays, get a, just a little bit of a nugget of information, oh my God, they're, they having, run with it. they're having problems on the set of episode nine. And then suddenly the, the conversation becomes toxic. And that ultimately is what hurt solo a lot of people did, that didn't even see the movie said after the movie had aired 
I'm not going to see that movie. That shit, uh, that actor, uh, the guy that plays solo can't act. I'm like, have you seen the movie? He's all, nope. I, I heard enough. Yeah. I heard, I heard that he's a horrible actor. I like, heard it through the news. You heard he was a horrible actor. Did you hear that from critics or did you hear that from the leaked reports? Because if you heard it from the leaked reports, chances are it was fabricated because much of that information is just, it's like, remember that game password you played as a kid? Yeah, where basically the, the you whisper something and you like, hey, Tabitha's really nice. And then by the 20th person, Tabitha thinks you want to have sex with her Sorry, because she doesn't her. understand what you actually started saying. Yeah, that's what the Internet is. It, it's it's a big, elaborate game of password. So JG is trying to control the information, well, I mean, which I think is smart. To, not only not even solo, but also Rogue One. Remember when everyone made a big deal? Oh, mm. Gareth Edwards has to reshoot, reshoot like. 50% of his uh, what he shot and they had to hand it down to yeah. uh, another director. It was no big deal because that's what everyone plans on. Do you ever listen to those types of reports from the internet? Like like what happened with Solo? Do you ever for any movie? I'm not talking about Star Wars right now exclusively, Dave. But whenever there's like a rumor, oh, so and so actor can act. Nowadays um, or oh, the script is horrendous. And do you not see the movie because you heard some report nowadays from a no. blog looking for clicks? Yeah, because it's a blog. Exactly. It's a blog looking for clicks. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Raina? You being, you know, a, a regular Star Wars fan, you don't do podcasts necessarily. You don't do blogs. Are you ever swayed by not reviews? I, I feel like reviews are if you go to the right place is a is a good place to go for if you can trust those people. I have a various few, but I'm I'm talking about blogs. Do you ever read a blog article and then decide you're not going to see a movie because of some negative press? Never. I can't put you my can't finger. I no, I can't put my finger on any situation that I ever heard some news and said, "Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to see that." I think the the best example of that is probably the whole Tom Cruise phase in the mid 2000s when he was jumping on a couch and suddenly people said the guy's crazy and to this day he can't shake that and all he did was jump on a couch on an on Oprah show where you're supposed to perform like an idiot like that and and it, it basically ruined his star power yeah so getting it back to Star Wars that is why JJ is running things like the Gestapo yeah, which I'm, you got to control that with. information. You got to control the flow of information. It. You have to because, as we saw with Solo, that is the reason why that movie never managed to recover. Had nothing to do with uh, with anything other than the fact that you had the the ill, you had the split fandom because of Last Jedi, and then you combine that with all the negative publicity that surrounded Solo, and the box office dollars is evidence exhibit A. To show you this is what happens when you don't control the flow of information. No, absolutely. Because, like, I have to say, when I look back at it, when reports on Solo first started coming out, they were really overblown now that I look, yeah. think about it. Yep. That's what really damaged a lot of people because, just like what you said, a lot of people nowadays say, oh, no, I don't, I didn't want to see it because it's not my Star Wars. No. How is it my that it's Star not Wars. your Star Star Wars because a blog told you and I, oh I just I read about it that basically the directors got fired for no apparent reason and it's like no that's that's atypical. people are such sheep dude people are such sheep that's that's atypical Meh. Hollywood they told me Meh. yeah Meh. <laughs> I don't know if that's a sheep or a dolphin <laughs> it could be both all right so it's time to get into some Star Wars TV live action TV news now Dave as we said a couple weeks ago, it's a great time to be alive for a Star oh, Wars man. fan. Yeah, it is. With all of the different iterations of Star Wars coming out, cartoons, live action, TV series, movies, comic books, books, uh, literally the sky is the limit. We've never been in a position like this ever in our lifetime. No. Now, Rogue One TV series or The Mandalorian, which one are you more excited oh, for? Mandalorian, dude, by far. And why? Why, Dave? Mandalorian because... The the premise behind the Mandalorian is so unique and so different that I am more interested in that because we will see an original story. 
Rogue One, yeah, that's great. We're going to see Cassie Nandor, who was actually a really popular character. We'll probably see K2SO, which is also another popular. I hope we see Kidster. I think I think we're missing a boat. <laughs> why, why are we not doing a, a TV series on, on the, uh, the continuing adventures of Kidster? But honestly, dude, The Mandalorian is by far the one series that I'm so excited about. And I want to admit, yeah. I'm, I'm like crossing my fingers and I'm hoping that it turns out really good. Because there's so many people behind it that I don't think I it's like. going to suck, Dave. I don't think we have anything to worry about. Yeah, Favreau, Filoni. Filoni's behind it. And there's so many powers behind this. And think about it, dude. A long time ago, we talked about this on one of our shows. We've always we've always stated that one of our dream scenarios was to see Filoni branch out from the animation and t- take it up a notch to the live action. Yeah. We get to see that now with the Mandalorian, I thought which is our biggest, a dream come true for me. I thought our biggest dream come true when it came to Dave Filoni was to see him naked just in his cowboy boots. <laughs> I thought I could have swore you said that. I could have swore you said that, Dave. Well, I, you know, I could be wrong. I, maybe a little bit wrong. And in fact, you know what? I think I'm going to add that to my my uh, episode nine tra- trailer. Once I, I would like to see Ben Swallow shirtless and. Dave Filoni Dave behind Filoni him. Dave Filoni behind him? Why are you going to get explicit for, Dave? What type of show is you think this is? I want to appreciate the, the, the body, the human body. When it comes to the, to the, the physics, <laughs> the anatomy of the body. You had to turn it sexual. All right. So, Reyna, when it comes to the live action TV shows, which, which one are you looking forward to the most? The Mandalorian or the Rogue One prequel series? Um, I didn't know about the Rogue One, but that would be what? No, I don't know why I didn't know about that. Okay, now wait is this is this after like taking place after the movie or is this no it's supposed to be before? Oh, dude, Rogue One, Tarkin. Yeah, yeah I see. I'm I'm torn as well. Um, well, Raina doesn't sound torn at all, but I'm torn because. I feel like there's a, that's an awesome place to tell a story. It's just there's so much going on, and it's starring Cassian. He's going to be the lead of the show, uh, Diego Luna. Um, but then the Mandalorian is also jumping into areas that that we have never delved into before. So honestly, I feel like they both are going to be really good. We'll get into the Rogue One news in a moment. First, let's talk about the Mandalorian. Uh, Lucasfilm has officially announced the cast for The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars TV series. Pedro Pascal previously was speculated to play the title role, and it has now been confirmed to be the Mandalorian warrior himself. Yep. The show is about uh, The Mandalorian, and he's going to be joined by a large and growing cast. Pascal is best known for portraying Oberyn Martell on Game of Thrones. Yep. A, he was on, what, one season, I think? Yes, just one. Yeah, got his head crushed, crushed really <laughs> by awesome. the mountain, right? Yeah. It was an awesome scene. But he's also starred in The Kingsman. And according to Star Wars doc, StarWars.com, they've also confirmed that Gina Carano from Deadpool yep. will be joining the cast officially. Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad. Awesome actor. Emily Swallow from Supernatural. So stupid. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I could never be married to a woman with the last name Swallow because we would never get anything done. I'd always be making jokes all the time. Uh, Carl Weathers has officially been added to the cast, which I'm, I'm very curious to see what they do with him. And Werner Herzog. Is that how you say his last name, Dave? Werner Herzog. Yes. Yeah. I, he'll be joining, and then Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Which, this is a strange cast. It's a strange cast. That's why I like it. The casting for Mandalorian is so unique that I'm trying to, I'm so excited to see what are all these characters going to be about, especially when they announce Nick Nolte. Yeah. Because that just came out of the blue. I remember when that first came out. And we were excited about Carl Weathers because Carl Weathers is a fabulous actor and He's also a really great actor. And also let the speculation begin. I mean, Carl Weathers is obviously going to be related to Lando, right? I mean, <laughs> that's what people do. I mean, I think they're going to make the ultimate tie in. He's going to be Lando's brother, grandfather, and Finn <laughs> is going to be Carl Weathers son. And uh, I mean, because there's no other black people in the galaxy. Oh, no, no. So, they're, they're a rare breed. Yeah, Carl Weathers, Carl Calrissian. 
All right. So according to the article, the Mandalorian will be taking place prior to the Force Awakens, which we already knew this long after the legendary career of Boba Fett. And the series follows the events of Pascal's character, a lone gunfighter on the run from the law of the new Republic. And it takes place between Return of the Jedi and the Force Awakens. That, that's an area that we know nothing about. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with that. The sky's the limit with that series. The, the groundwork has never been laid. You have a complete, you have pretty much complete freedom, especially if this story does in fact do what they keep saying. It's going to be on the outer territories yeah, where most of the war probably hasn't even arrived necessarily. So you could do all types of things that never really contradict what's happening on the other side of things. And that's why I'm excited about both series, actually, man, because like both series are are looking to be really unique takes on the Star Wars universe. Yep. I mean, I just looked up uh, the Rogue One series and one of the interesting taglines that I, I just have right in front of me is a spy thriller. It's it's yeah. apparently going to be a spy, a, a spy thriller series, which that sounds in, it, in itself so different from the Mandalorian and so amazing that they're going to try to tell like a spy film or spy series. Like we could expect something like what uh, I'm trying to remember the communist. I think it was like on FX about like the, yeah, the Americans, the Americans. Yeah. And I'm a series like that in star Wars that has me excited. But um, as I said, Mandalorian, a Western, how in the world can me, you not say that that's, that's right on our bullseye. They can't they can't go wrong. They really can't. And if the only way they can fuck this up is if they really want to. Or throw Kaz in there. Yeah, if they if they add Kaz as a lead, <laughs> then yes. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> All right. Before I get angry, I'm gonna go to a very quick break. We are gonna go to a break, Dave. Okay. And we'll be right back. Get more Star Wars discussions every month with the Back to Tank Patreon exclusive shows. From Star Wars comics and book reviews to speculative discussions and breakdowns. All when you pledge to our Patreon page. What? Go to patreon.com slash Digital for more details. As you wish. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. Oh, he's in some role playing says the abuse abuse occurred after the diocese of buffalo received a complaint about the priest from another alleged victim in 1980 jesus what does the priest have with a gun I mean, why does he have a gun is it the same guy that's paying for hookers <laughs> that's a pastor <laughs> i gotta I, keep my pimp hands that's, strong that's different i mean I'm, I'm fucking hot bitches this guy is a sicko trying to get on kids yeah sometimes i pay and the bitch don't want to put out i'll so put I'll, a smackdown on the bitch but i won't touch a kid <laughs> i ain't into that shit that's some white shit that's white shit white problem that's why <laughs> hashtag white problem for more rain man visit rainmanshow.com What are you looking at, nerd? Huh? I thought I was looking at my mother's old douchebag, but that's in Ohio. <laughs> Geek Out Saturday. I've never been a fan of Superman because I was never a fan of that overpowered character. Oh, well, I'll shoot you then. Nope, I'm bulletproof. Well, then I'll cut you. Can't. You don't need an entire three-episode arc to give characters closure. There's little things that they're doing to give us that finale-ishness. That we, that's not even a word, but I just made it. That's so cool, like, just to get that insight. And I think that's what makes this movie special for me. Right. Is that we have the Batman I grew up with. The Joker I grew up we with. Shot him when we go to cons because yeah. he will chase after actors. Like, no, not if you're representing the show. If I'm you're like, representing uh... the show, do not chase after these people, please. <laughs> exactly. Catch up on your favorite Rayman digital geek shows every Saturday. DC on CW, Back to Tank, Weird West Radio, The Crossroads, and more. Geek Out Saturday on Rayman Channel 001. Listen from the Rayman digital app or tune in. Just search RM Channel 001. Correct. No. What? 
Star Wars from the Back to Tank. If you miss any part of this broadcast, please find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Just search Star Wars from the Back to Tank. Leave us reviews, give us thumbs up. Find us on Twitter at From Back to Tank and Facebook, facebook.com slash Star Wars from the Back to Tank. Communicate with us. Tell us you disagree. Get angry with me. Would it be an honor if they want to get mad at us? (laughs) Hey, it means more. More content for us. We'll put them in carbonite. (laughs) All right. Um, You know what? We got to finish up the Mandalorian news. uh, And I got really excited about this bit of information because of Dave Filoni's continued involvement. Not only was it was it a pleasant surprise a couple months ago when we found out that not only would John Favreau be the showrunner for the Mandalorian, but Dave Filoni is one of the powers behind one of yes. the creative powers behind the show as well. He is the official executive producer of the show. I and I can't be more excited for this. Now, according to Pedro Pascal, he recently shared a sketch, which also gets me excited because the sketch was done by the man himself, the our our our, our dream our dream nude man and cowboy boots. He actually drew a sketch of the Mandalorian and allowed Pedro Pascal to share it. And the reason why this gets me excited, not because of the sketch itself, but the fact that Filoni is sketching things out, which makes me excited immediately as a Filoni fan because he's actually behind the process of storyboarding, potentially uh, coming up with the aesthetics, the overall like creative side of things when it comes to the set design and the inspirational cues they're going to be pulling from for the series. Uh, there's rumors that Filoni and Favaro are using um, the uh, the aesthetics of a Jules Verne novel which we already know that has a very distinct look yes and that's something we have not seen before in star wars so there's a lot of cool things going on behind the scenes and i am very excited and cannot wait for them to start releasing like the art of the mandalorian like we get for all of our star wars movies they better release those things oh yeah absolutely because the 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 artwork that he released all the sketches he did for rebels were fantastic and as everyone pointed out, whenever Filoni releases a sketch, it it is it does mean something for what he's doing. I mean, he did it throughout Rebels, and all the imagery that we we saw, the, all the sketches that were released by him, came to fruition. Yeah. You know, he he put out that sketch of Ahsoka and the wolves, and what happened? That was a major thing in the in the end of Rebels. Yeah, I'm um. I think Filoni's direct involvement with the Mandalorian is the only reason why I'm favoring this series so far over Rogue One. But equally exciting is the information that has recently surfaced surfaced when it comes to the Rogue One spinoff series. And you had touched on it briefly before our break, Dave, that the Americans producer has been named the official showrunner for the Rogue One spinoff series. I'm serious, dude. I mean, a spy thriller. Dude, Stephen Schiff is amazing. Yes. The work that he did on The Americans is fantastic. And anybody who slept on that show, it's available now, I believe, on Hulu and also the FX On Demand app. Check it out. You oh. will not be sorry. It's an amazing TV series. Very well written. It's a love story. It's a spy thriller. It's it's everything that I feel that Rogue One could benefit from. The fact that you're bringing this guy on to be the the leader of this new TV show is amazing. And it also shows me that Kathleen Kennedy and, and Bob Iger have a lot of plans for Star Wars outside of the, the obvious. The meaning obvious. they're not just picking content to say, all right, we're going to do the Mandalorian. We're going to do Rogue One. We're going to do uh, Last Jedi or Episode Nine. We're going to do the Game of Thrones producers movie. And we're going to do this and that. They're actually thinking outside the box in terms of creative talent as well. They're looking for people that can bring an actual style, which is very different from what they were trying to do early on, which ultimately fell flat with the the firing of of Josh Trank and Colin Trevorrow and um, what are those losers that I hate? (laughs) Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Miller. I mean, those are bad choices. They couldn't take it. They she wanted these younger 
directors, these more hip air quotes here, hip and young talents. And they didn't come with the expertise like Stephen Schiff, like John Favreau, like Dave Filoni. These people have a style and they're veterans. So the choices they're making now, Dave, are very different than the earlier choices outside, of course, of J.J. Abrams. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of people have, uh, about this have actually complained that Kathleen Kennedy is going against her. We're trying to bring in new talent into Wait, into the franchise. That's what people are saying. Yeah. people. They're, I'm reading some comments on the article and a lot of people what are saying talent? that they're, you know, she's going back on her promise of bringing in uh, unknown talent to, Who's unknown? to direct. Who's unknown? You're talking about Stephen Schiff? No, 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 no. They're complaining that basically that she's going against her word. She's bringing in people that have that veteran, like what you said, that right. veteran talent. Uh-huh. But before they actually started the movies, uh, they're the saying movies? that uh, started the movies. They're like going. They heard that they were going to be getting like new director talents hmm. to be done for the movies and the TV. I'm confused. What do you mean new directing talents? You know, like they wanted to actually see Chris Lord and Phil Miller do it because Chris Lord and Phil Miller didn't have anything besides Lego. And then they're they're Oh, okay. So they're arguing for the return to using unknown unknown, unknown. talent. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And they're basically saying we, she's we, going we, against We've all her seen work. how that they're they're going against my wants. <laughs> my, my, my wants. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say something. I was like, "Yeah, fuck it." But but do these people do do they really? I don't want to go down this direction, Dave. So go ahead, fortunately, you, fortunately, you let uh, you open the door. But basically, like I'm going to close it. Now. <laughs> Honestly, dude, the going back to like the 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 choice of the Americans showrunner taking over. I'm really psyched about it because yeah, so I'll be I. honest, Americans. The past two years, th- this is a series that flew under my radar, and I only started watching it about a year ago. And I'm uh, I have to say. People who have missed out on this don't know what they've missed out on. Yeah. I really was surprised. Amazing show. How how well formatted and well written this series was. Yeah, and also Carrie Russell's in it, and she is banging hot in it. Banging hot. I mean, you have two spies that are loving each other in the show, right? They're married. Yeah, and just but like then they're said, also banging other people because they have to because it's part of the job. I wasn't expecting a political thriller with a love story. And then on top of that, you have that action thriller where they're trying to constantly be on the run. Yeah. And I'm like going, this is freaking compelling. Yeah. And if they even do a, a third of that for the Rogue One for spinoff Rogue One? series. It, it'll be a success. It'll be a win. It'll be a definite win. Yeah. All right, so on to the next bit of news that's also very exciting. There's a new Darth Vader series coming out for Marvel, and I think it shouldn't be a surprise because I don't think Star Wars will ever let their leading man, because let's be honest, Darth Vader is the leading man of Star Wars. He is. And maybe eventually it will change, but he is the go-to. And I know there was a few people on Twitter. I laugh at Twitter sometimes. There was one guy saying, yeah, I never really cared about Vader. He's the most uninteresting character in the saga. I'm like, dude, do you like Star Wars? Because you realize that the first six (laughs) movies are all about him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really like it's like watching Wolverine and not caring for (laughs) Wolverine. Wolverine. You're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with people, David? People just want to complain. Do you think that's what it is? They just want to complain. Yeah, honestly. Nowadays, I see a lot of like that trollish behavior, and I'm like, going, you just want to aggravate He's me, the don't most you? Uninteresting character. He's the most <laughs> fucking complicated character outside of the new one, Kylo Ren. He everything rests on his shoulders. Everything. Yeah. So I, that being said, Dave, um, I I think it's silly for any of us to ever assume that Disney, Marvel, Lucasfilm will ever be done. With Vader, we have the Vader VR series coming out uh, for Oculus. What about four months? Yes, roughly. Uh, and now we have a newly announced comic series titled Vader: Dark Visions. And oh I have God, to say, dude. Dave, I uh, I jizz my shorts. That that when I saw the cover promotional image they released with him on a black tauntaun holding a is that a tauntaun or some horse? No, it's a tauntaun. But it has tauntauns have two legs, right? Yes. I, it looks like he's on four. It looks like a horse. I think that might be a horse. It looks like a horse, but to with me, a tauntaun head. It looks like head. a tauntaun head, yeah. It does look like, I give you that, Dave. It looks like a tauntaun horse or a tauntaun head. But the fact that he's wielding a shield in it. 
I'm like going, oh my god, they're really pushing the fact of like a medieval looking Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. Reina, do you read any of the comic books at all? Any of the Star Wars comics? Yeah, we have some of the comics. We actually have been. My husband has. I don't know where he got this. Um, watching them, like somebody reads mm-hmm. them, and then you can kind of see it on TV. Oh, really? Yes. It's really cool. Yeah. I've never even heard of that. I have to it's give really you the info cool, on that. Yeah. Yeah, send me a link. I've never even heard of that. So that's been That's awesome. actually kind of interesting. And then we do mostly like we'll buy the comics, but we save them and we let the kids read them on tablets so the comics don't get ruined. <laughs> <laughs> that's a smart move. That's a very smart move. I uh, learned that very quickly that my son isn't anything like me when it comes to caring for things. When I was a <laughs> child, dude, it might be my OCD. I don't know. I was very careful with my comics. I, I, I used to read them with the only halfway opened. Because I didn't want them to bend. Want to bend them. I don't want to bend the crease. <laughs> and my mother used to laugh at me like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm reading my comic. Are you sure? Because it looks like it's closed. I'm like, I don't want to bend it. <laughs> I could still see the words. And I did that when I was eight or nine years old. My son folds it in half like a magazine to yeah. read it. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I remember. I remember. Coming. Well, he only gets digital now. I'm like, son, you're, you're uh, done. Yeah, <laughs> you're done. He's all dad, but I want the physical. Well, then learn how to hold a comic book. <laughs> And no more Legos if you break them either. <laughs> he like just tosses the Legos. Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Dave. What were you going to say? No, but honestly, dude, the this whole going back to like the, the series of Darth Vader, the last comic series that they're they're coming out with wh- that center around Mo Men and Vader. I've been singing its praises for the last Which one? shows. The one that oh, I the, told, the final issue, the final issue of the of the current, of the current Darth Vader yeah. series that focus on his time on Mustafar. I need to and catch then, up on that. And then actually introducing a Sith Lord called Momen. Who hey, tr- hey, spoilers, David. Yeah. Who just simmer, down, that. simmer down over there. But like that whole series, dude, before you get a Mo fist to your face, <laughs> has been fantastic. I mean, it, there's been so many. There's so many new things that they've opened up because of that series that the extended universe for this yeah. incarnation of Star Wars has become more deep than you could possibly imagine. Yeah, I'm having trouble keeping up, Dave. And uh, that's the reason why I'm behind in the Darth Vader, because I'm reading everything else. And then I'm like, all right, well, now I got to switch over to DC and read that for a little bit. Then I need to switch over to Star Trek and read that a little bit. And then I get behind on Star Wars because there's new comics coming out. I want to say like every other day, it feels like there's a new title that's announced or or there's a release that's coming out. And I'm okay with that. I'm not complaining, but I just need to find. I think that's what I'm going to do during winter break. I think I'm going to sit down and and just read everything that I have fallen behind on. You got to do because honestly, as a fan, everyone was like thinking when Marvel's took up the comic line of Star Wars, they mm-hmm. were like thinking the main book would be the the pinnacle of all the writing and everything. Yeah. Darth Vader has been their strong horse. Like literally they've been they've been writing the Darth Vader comic. Well, it keeps getting oh, so it keeps amazing. getting positive reviews. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, it's to be expected. They put some of their best writers on all the Darth Vader titles. And you have to. You have to put your your strongest creatives behind these titles because Vader is the foundation of Star Wars. It it may change as we move forward, but right now Vader is the foundation. Yes. And these Darth Vader titles are not going to go anywhere. We're not going to be done with Vader anytime soon when it comes to these side stories, books, video games, comics, canon and compliant stories because he is the foundation. Now this comic book, Vader Dark Visions. There isn't a lot known yet. Not yet. Um, we do know that writer, writer Dennis Hopeless, Cloak and Dagger, Gene Gray. Yeah, he's done fantastic work on Gene Gray. He's going to be working on this all new Twisted Adventures, is what they're calling it. Twisted Adventures of the Dark Lord. Wow. Uh, the artist Paolo v- Vianelli. Uh, Star Wars Lando Double or Nothing is doing uh, well I didn't really like that series but it's not the art I had a problem with it yeah. was just the writing the art because you gotta remember we t- we discussed about Double or Nothing in one of our Patreon shows that the art was actually one of the things that really it was the positive that series yeah now dark visions will take readers to the darkest parts of the galaxy places where the mysterious anti-hero known as Darth Vader can be someone's greatest fear and even someone's greatest hope Damn. Yeah. 
I mean, that sounds pretty fucking cool. And if it's even a, a fraction as good as the Sith Lords book and as emotionally draining as that book was, especially the, the final pages, <laughs> it sounds like they're going down that route with this book. The fact yes. that they say the greatest fear and even someone's greatest hope because the way they crafted Vader in the Sith Lords, his narrative to be almost he was on the verge of being an antihero. And I would have never thought that we would actually have Vader as an antihero. And, and it actually worked successfully. And they managed to do that in the Sith Lords book. Yes. And if they go that route with this comic book, then we have a fucking gem on our hands. So I'm super stoked. Are you going to pick this one up right now? You think? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, are you a big Vader fan, or do you think he's not that important in the Star Wars world? Definitely not important. Just kidding. No, he's he's my favorite. <laughs> no, yeah, Queen Amidala is yeah. my fave, but Darth Vader, man, his story, yeah. everything about his story. Whenever they decide to hang the Vader helmet up, it's going to happen someday. I'm, I'm maybe in five years, maybe in six years. Someday, Kathleen Kennedy will announce we are done with Vader stories for now. The the interesting part about that dude is the fact that I originally thought that they wouldn't go back to Vader. For we we both we both did. Remember last like going, year we were talking you, about it. What can you tell that we don't already know about Darth Vader? I mean, we know his story. We know that it's tied to Anakin and it, it's his fall from grace and his redemption. Well, our biggest fear is not. Um, I think our biggest fear is them destroying. Skywalker, the Anakin Vader taking legacy. Taking the teeth out of Vader. Right. Taking the fangs out of Vader. That has always been our 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 hesitation. Like, okay, all right, we want more Vader stories, but you gotta be very delicate when you tell a story. And so far, Dave, I, they've done an exceptional job not not removing the fangs from a character who who instilled fear for countless years in 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 moviegoers. I mean, to this day, I remember before you actually knew his story, you just see this ominous figure coming out of the corridor of a spaceship, walking on top of dead bodies and choking people. <laughs> and choking people. You, you can't destroy that. You can't. And so far, they've done a great job tiptoeing around those, those elements, those potentials. All right. Well, you know what? This concludes our discussion this week on Star Wars From the Back to Tank. We did have some... Another segment planned, but you know what? It's a little too negative. <laughs> and is. this tactically, this tactically is our final show, our final regular show. We got ended on a good note. Yes. Final regular show of 2018. We will be back in January sometime, probably when Resistance comes back, we'll return. And um, I wanted us to end positively, right, yes. Dave? Because 2018 for Star Wars from the Back to Tank has been a great year. There's still things that are happening for the show that we can't even announce on this show i have announced it on other shows i have to find it though you want to yes. know reina knows right reina yes i do reina knows but then i was also smacked and told via email not, <laughs> not to be to say anything yeah, what are you doing there's an embargo michael <laughs> i'm like an embargo i had to look it up i didn't know what that meant no that's what i told him though uh so we can't talk about it yet i was hoping they would give us the go-ahead to openly and or publicly disclose of what's happening and we cannot yet but i can say that it is really good news for us it's really going to take the show to a next level 2019 is going to be a big big year for star wars from the back to tank i want to thank you david for always being here thank you and reina for being a patreon subscriber being a good addition to today's show thank you thanks for having me and remember may the force be with us this is Stormtrooper 1, and if you've missed any portion of the show, you can always head over to FromTheBackToTank.com and uh, listen to the show at your leisure. Uh, we're also on Stitcher, Smart Radio, Stitcher.com, search BACTA, and add us to your favorites. Thank you, and uh, listen responsibly. And may the Force be with you. And long live... From the Back to Take, and From the Back to Take is executive produced by Michael Flores and Dustin Lucas, hosted by Michael Flores, David Zabal. You can find out more about our show by going to www.fromthebacktotake.com. You can also find us on Twitter at From Back to Take, as well as Facebook, facebook.com slash From the Back to Take. Thank you.